for your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. We are not going back, not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't Across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the Fruited Plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. As always, as we wrap up a busy broadcasting week of excellence with all of you, we invite you to come. Stay as long as you can. Make sure you come back again and bring a friend next time. Because what we talk about is common sense conservatism. It's very easy to understand, and it just is logical. It feels comfortable. And you feel like you're around like-minded people who see the world the way you do and are tired of all of it. I got to tell you, the legacy that is Joe Biden is nearing its expiration date, and they know it. And we have all of the road signs spotted today on this drive through crazy town, USA, that prove it. So if you're new, Wendy Bell Radio Network, thank you for being here. You can be on our app there too. watch the live stream, join in in the chat, Wendy Bell Radio podcast. Two million downloads strong and growing. And of course, here with you every day. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Sometimes I think back in my family tree about grandparents and great-grandparents and the generations in which they grew up. There was always war. Whether it was World War I or it was World War II and then Vietnam right before I was born and then these wars that, that my generation has seen and people my age fought in in Iraq and Afghanistan and beyond. There's always some serious cataclysmic focus We've been through a war, and we are still fighting it. But the tide has turned, and the victory, I feel every single day, is more and more within grasp. And I will admit to you, I do have wavering moments here where it is overwhelming to see the forces of darkness, of evil, of of sheer hatred, go after not just individuals whom you and I affiliate with, but just the entire idea of freedom in this country. And the legacy that Joe Biden thought he had, which I think to most of us, if we're going to be honest, has always been very limp. It hasn't been very fortified by strong leadership 
by an individual who speaks in a way where people will follow. He's always been a mediocre, at best, individual. And I think many of us have long had, had suspicions watching Joe Biden through time. But the legacy is over. There is no hiding the, the level of corruption. There is no covering up or vanishing or using a magic wand and like a magician erasing and evaporating people or proof of the depths of that corruption. See, the, the scramble that the left is in right now, and this is your Democratic class, certainly rhino Republicans who are easily persuaded to be with the Democrats, the media... And all of those tentacles, those people realize it's not you they need to convince. It's their own base. And the base is awakening and seeing and hearing and understanding. And the left is desperate. And so they've hatched the same old story the same old song and dance from 2016 and 2020. And they're merging those two failed operations of suck to, some, to take down Donald Trump and to use Russia and Vladimir Putin in some capacity to create this veiled infiltration, this cooperation of collusion, the theft of our democracy. When really that's been going on for a long, long time. And it really accelerated when Barack Obama was hired, if you will. They've now come after the whistleblowers, my friends. This Department of Justice apparatus that is scrambling to cover up loose ends. But see, the, the sweater that you and I are looking at has many pieces of fabric that are unraveling. And we're pulling at them. And the more we pull, the more we see how all of these various threads are connected. And that while you and your family suffered the punishing crush of COVID, of edicts, of tyranny and lockdowns and mandates, our government bankrupted us by celebrating monster, monster bills that no responsible government would ever accept. And then they meddled in other elections in other countries. And then they engaged war by sprinkling in resources and propaganda and even people at the ground level to stoke the anger of people all over the world. See, they think that we don't know. We know. And you're going to hear in dizzying, though, surgical detail today, the proof. Today is not a day for headlines. It's not for quick drive-bys on your social media feed. It's a day to spend some time and to listen, and to hear the evidence, and then to hear the counterclaim 
which will be very familiar to you. And it goes something like this. Russia is colluding with Donald Trump to steal the election. That laptop, in fact, they're now saying, was Russian disinformation, don't you know? In 2016, even though you and I have all of the evidence that we need to be sufficiently suspicious of anything these people do or say, we know the CIA had the intelligence long ago that Vladimir Putin wanted Hillary Clinton to win and nevertheless concocted a years-long journey of fake news, garbage evidence, ridiculous indictments, and multiple impeachments. And yet these are the people who are going to come to you today who have lied to you with abandon and without shame who will demand that you continue to hear their voices. Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Dan Goldman, Jamie Raskin. Pay attention to the people who've been picked to be the main purveyors of propaganda. And then remember, in these United States of America, we have rights. There is no crisis. There is no battle, real or imagined. No existential war that supersedes our fundamental constitutional rights. And that is exactly what these people want you to give up. Some astonishing news as we go through the the story of America today. And it involves perhaps one of the last vestiges of objective, credible, talented, necessary journalism. Catherine Herridge from CBS, as we know, got caught up in Paramount's massive layoffs of last week. So why has CBS seized her computers and her notes and her personal items. We are reminded that Catherine Herridge in December was the one who was breaking down the indictment of Hunter Biden. She was the one who also broke into, in a mainstream fashion, all of the filth on that laptop. It sounds an awful lot like the Biden regime, desperate to preserve the family legacy and not have it go down in the annals of history with the asterisk next to which the word suck is boldly emblazoned. This is the scared, running, tired old playbook of Russian collusion rearing its ugly head. And you will recognize every single strategy because they've used the same ones for years. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, we're going to go into this. And I, I want to start you with something that is uplifting. And I want you to definitely listen to the voices before you choose or make real judgments about people. This is a sit down with undecided voters who attended that South Carolina town hall with President Trump and Laura Ingram. Five people. Their response 
to what they got after watching President Trump. We'll lift you higher next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So they know the people who are conservative. The lions here, nine out of 10 people who are registered Republicans are down with Donald Trump coming back. 100% in my heart. That's how it is. You've got Democrats, some who are peeling off of Joe Biden. You've got black voters peeling off of Joe Biden. Is it going to be a a mass movement? I doubt it. Is it going to be enough where the Democrat Party has to take a long, serious look in the mirror and see where they went wrong? And it was decades ago because people are awake. You can only be lied to and deceived and abused for so long before even the smallest fighter voice inside of you says, I'm done. But it's those who are kind of in the middle, the moderates, if you can, or if you will. These are the people the Democrats are desperate to keep, but they're moving to Donald Trump. I saw something very interesting in that town hall, and I criticized Donald Trump for it when he came out at Mar-a-Lago and announced he was running for re-election. He seemed as though 50% of his energy had been tapped. He was very monotone. He was very serious. And it almost came off as boring. I was wrong. He was setting the barometer of his campaign. And he said it to Laura Ingram when she asked, you're a funny guy. Are you going to use that side of you to attract undecided voters? And he said, I don't really feel like we have much to laugh about. I'm not smiling and I will not smile until I make America great again. That is the, that is the resolve. That is the persona of this man going forward into this election. I haven't heard all of the nicknames. I haven't seen that side. I see a man who knows what's dangling in the balance. And he knows how serious it is. And it is that seriousness that apparently wooed multiple undecided people at that town hall. So here's an article from the Western Journal. And before I get to all of this sound from House Oversight coming up in the next half hour, I want to read this to you because it's true. And this is what what the left is afraid of. Headline, entire panel of undecided voters backs Trump after town hall. Quote, he owns the room. Five undecided South Carolina voters joined Laura Ingram Fox News following a recent Fox News town hall featuring former President Trump. The town hall took place this past Tuesday. Ingram interviewed five people, Jason, Tracy, Eric, Dakota, and Matt, the Monday prior to the town hall, and then again after it, with all among them on the fence as to who they would vote for prior to hearing Trump. Every one of them was pulling towards Trump by the end. One of the reasons Trump had such a strong impact on them 
was he left the petty negative flavoring off the table, not even using a single jibe against his competition. Instead, he led with solutions and with genuinity. Genuinity. I don't even know what that word is. I'm having a brain freeze. That's the exact (laughs) recipe that will positively impact undecided voters away from his only Republican rival in South Carolina, blah, 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 Nikki Haley. They underscore that this seriousness and this authenticity, I can say that, is what drew them to Donald Trump. Obviously, we know Haley is trailing, yada, yada, yada. Donald Trump, if I could summarize what he said in one word, it was just strength. He had a way about him that just demanded attention. And he really sounded like the kind of leader I would want to vote for, Dakota said. He was described as coming off as extremely strong. His demeanor lent a needed air of confidence, dependability, and purpose to the conversation. He came across as having a plan and a direction. And so these are the battle lines that are being settled now. You have the administration, which owns the place where we are. It owns the exodus that Kathy Hochul is frantic to stop from bleeding anymore in New York, right? You have an exodus of people from blue states to places like Tennessee and South Carolina and Texas and to Florida, even to West Virginia, where regulations are relaxed, people are kind, manners are intact, and freedom is secure. Trump is standing on the side of that. Everything chaotic and corrupt and dirty and manipulative and fake is bubbling over on the other side. And the people in the middle are seeing it. It is all out panic time on the left especially after you hear these three voices. House Oversight, the Holy Trinity, if you will, Jim Jordan, Jamie Comer, and Jason Smith, they break down what James Biden did and did not say in that closed-door deposition, if you will. Oh, my goodness. Do not miss a moment of this. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. It's almost ridiculous. It is ridiculous. This is high school musical. This is what I say when I'm, this is what I mean when I say we are living through Groundhog Day high school musical. It is a theatrical production with poor actors, terrible screenplay. The music sucks, right? The theater is cramped. You've been here for too long. You have to go to the bathroom and all you want to do is leave. You can't. Because it's the only play they have, and it's on a continuous repeat loop. So in 2016, what did they tell us? Vladimir Putin was colluding with Donald Trump. They were working together. Putin wanted Trump to win. He clearly got involved with the election. What did they never find? Mueller, Durham, any of these stupid reports? 
Zero interference from Russia. What also did they not find? Zero plans from Donald Trump to interfere. And this is after they wiretapped him. This is after they spied on him. This is after they had to set up using foreign governments, try to set up people in Donald Trump's orbit and drop various breadcrumbs along their paths to see if they would bite on something which could then be used and framed and twisted to fulfill the end that they were trying to reach. That Donald Trump was corrupt. And they failed. And they wasted years of our freaking time. And they dragged him through two damn impeachments. And they've wasted millions upon millions of dollars. And we've seen the blowhards on television and all over the news parrot the talking points of propaganda and and beg us to pay attention to them as though they're relevant today. And they are not. These are the same clowns who've lied to you from the very freaking beginning and let's not forget now what did we find out in james biden testimony there's another missing diamond that china gave hunter biden what where did that go is bob menendez on the phone sounds so familiar we've got stories of disappearing evidence of whistleblowers who are now subjects of investigation and people who served for years as confidential human sources revealing details that the deep state don't want you to know about who are now being arrested on the street these folks are trying to act as though they are magicians but they don't realize that you and i have seen their tricks before and we can see the trap door and the wires and the moving parts behind the scenes that the audience does not. James Biden, brother's, or rather president's brother, obviously involved in this crime family of suck, appears before House Oversight. Comer, Smith, Jordan. Those three men go on Fox yesterday to talk about what he said behind closed doors. You decide from what you hear of these three what you believe regarding Joe, Jim, and Hunter Biden, because all of the things they say are backed up by their investigation. Audio soundbite number one, here's Jamie Comer, head of House Oversight. He says, James Biden, is, is there a more corrupt person? Is there somebody who has lied more and had a worse story to tell? Listen to this, go. Well, we got him on the record for a lot of things. Uh, you know, it was just uh, striking some of the answers to some of the questions. For example, he didn't realize that CEFC was affiliated with the Chinese government, uh, even though every big company in China is affiliated with the Chinese government. Uh, we realized that uh, he, even though he and Hunter Biden took, took in millions and millions of dollars from this Chinese uh, Communist Party-backed entity called CEFC, uh, he never provided any meaningful services back to CEFC. Uh, we learned that uh, while Joe Biden was vice president, there was another diamond that was gifted to Hunter Biden. So he actually got two diamonds uh, from the Chinese, one while Joe Biden was vice president and one immediately after Joe Biden was vice president. You know how ridiculous this is? Well, where is the diamond now? James Biden said he threw it away. Right. High school musical. 
These are the understudies. This is who these actors are. He didn't know that CEFC, whose first word is China, was the CCP, right? These people who want you to believe they're the smartest people in the room become really stupid, like Hillary Clinton during Benghazi. What do you mean? Wipe down. Bleach? What? Really? Audio soundbite number two, Jim Jordan picks up the baton and starts running. He says, look, we know China wanted to go in business with these clowns because of the brand. Go. Jim Biden and Hunter Biden kicked the rest of their business partners out of the deal with CEFC. And CEFC is willing to do it because of the brand. Remember, it's the money, the business, the brand. They were willing to go into business with Jim Biden. Jim Biden, who had numerous failed business adventures. Jim Biden, who owed multiple people hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're willing to go into business just with Hunter, just with Jim, because of the power of the brand, the influence with Joe Biden that that would entail. Can you even imagine? Imagine Joe Biden is vice president of the United States at the time of these transactions, and he's trying to introduce the communist Chinese into business deals here on our soil. And that's not a major conflict of interest. House Ways and Means Chair Jason Smith jumps in now. We've got all the receipts. We have every single bill. We've got the text messages. We've got all the emails. We have proof and they know it. Go. All James Biden was doing today was protecting the family brand. Proven at every step, that's what they do best. They protect the brand. They sell access to the brand around the world. And I would remind the viewers, the brand is President Joe Biden. We have numerous WhatsApp messages and emails provided to us by the IRS whistleblowers that show James Biden was intimately involved along Hunter, Tony Bobolinsky, Rob Walker, and others in selling access to his brothers, to foreigners. We even have an email, Sean, provided to us from the whistleblowers that James Biden is on showing those same business partners discussing the profits of a Chinese business deal, which included 20 held for James and 10 for the big guy. So for James to sit there today and say his brother had no involvement in these business dealings and no knowledge is complete hogwash. Unreal and totally real because it's so clear. Jamie Comer comes back, talks about what James' role was and what it was. He's a foreign agent. He was a lobbyist. Go. Well, we asked uh, Jim Biden what exactly uh, his various LLCs did, and he said they were consulting. He was a consultant. Uh, what were you consulting? Well, he was consulting with uh, uh, American political leaders like Gavin Newsom, and he, he even mentioned Rick Scott, which we never could understand what he was consulting with Rick Scott. But 99% uh, of the, the people that he was consulting with were Democrat political leaders around the country. And he was introducing the owners of, of CEFC uh, to the American political establishment of the Democrat Party. Now, that's called lobbying. That's what a lobbyist does. And when you're doing that for a foreign entity, that's called a foreign agent. Uh, Jim Biden's never in his life been a registered lobbyist, much less registered as a, as a foreign agent. But that's what it appears his businesses did. You have three men, Jim, Hunter, Joe, 
they're mentally vacuous at best. They're poor business people at most. And they got caught. And there are four things, Jim Jordan says, that are unshakable facts. Go. Through it all, there are four fundamental facts that will never change. Hunter Biden gets put on the board of Burisma. Hunter Biden gets paid a bunch of money to do that. Second, he's not qualified to be on the board. He said so himself. Third, he asked for help from this prosecutor who was applying the pressure to Burisma. And fourth, Joe Biden goes over there and conditions the release of one billion American tax dollars on the firing of the prosecutor who was applying the pressure to the company Hunter Biden sat on the board of and made a million bucks a year. That is an official action by a public official to benefit his family. And then, of course, there's the cover-up that happens at the Department of justice that two brave whistleblowers came to Jason Smith and told us about. That is the bulk of this story. And that is what we make sure we got to make sure the American people understand. So what were you selling, Mr. Biden, James Biden? What were you doing? Well, we were trying to get we were scouting out investment properties, investment opportunities for this Chinese company that I didn't realize was Chinese. Right. How did that go? Listen, here's Jamie Comer. Now, what he tried to say about all the millions he took from this uh, uh, Chinese Communist Party back to CEFC was he he and Hunter scouted out and looked for investments for the Chinese government, which, number one, we shouldn't have anyone affiliated with the president of the United States trying to help China get their foot in the door in our American economy. But that's what they were doing. But then we asked the question, OK, which investments did you find for the Chinese uh, Communist Party back CEFC? And he said, well, we never could find any. So they were just getting paid so stupid. from the Chinese government for the Biden brand. And, and that's what this whole scheme's about. It's an influence peddling scheme. And they were doing it with our adversaries around the world. I think the transcribed interview today with Jim Biden proved that. And what did they have to do in order to conceal all those payments? You can't just take a million dollars. You need to bring in other people. Enter Rob Walker, right? And allow him to absorb the payment and then disperse it to the various Biden family members in all these different accounts. Because that is what normal law-abiding people do, right? And this is a guy, Joe Biden, who implores you and finger-wags you and whispers you to pay your fair share. How dare he? Finally, Jason Smith In case you weren't paying attention, and I know you were, this is all we need to remember. The Biden family has received multi-millions, tens of millions of dollars. People should be completely outraged that they have a president of the United States, based on the facts that we have, Sean, that will probably go down as the most corrupt and compromised president in America's history. True words right there, my friends. They have the receipts. They have the messages. They have the visitors logs. They have the canceled checks. They have the suspicious activity reports. There's the FD 1023, which chronicles the $10 million in Burisma bribes. They have whistleblowers. What more do you need? All right, when we come back, what you need is you need to silence the voices that are talking the truth. Is that why Catherine Herridge was muzzled? Well, that's one story. We're going to go back in time to set up what's been going on with her and why next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. 
So how long can you run interference? How long can you cover all of the evidence? How long can you pretend? How many times can the media carry your water? Um, I believe, and you're going to hear later on in the program, and this is an important kind of teaser beezer ahead to the third hour of this show. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you stay for hour number three or at least pop in on that. Because national security expert John Guandolo and I are going to go over some very credible reporting that digs into the allegations of Russian collusion back in 2016 and presents evidence that, in fact, it was Ukrainian collusion in 2016. I know total shocker that there would be any proof of fraud, malfeasance, corruption or anything dark out of Ukraine, working in concert with the establishment here, the deep state Marxist communist socialists of yuck. We're going to talk about that. And it's an important conversation because everything that they have tried to use as interference from whatever gross things they're doing, whether it's rigging elections, stuffing ballots, you know, ballot drop boxes, uh, connecting to the Internet, whatever it is, or it's forcing people to get something that is woefully dangerous. And they know and now covering up all of the side effects and the issues with that vaccine, whatever the storyline has been, Donald Trump or Vladimir Putin and Russia have been the whipping boys. And I think it is hilarious in a disgusting way that demonstrably Donald Trump, Russia, and Putin have been found connected to none of this. None of it. And yet these are the voices desperate for your attention. Now, we're going to talk about in the next half hour, I believe, let me make sure I'm not lying to you guys. Yeah, I believe we're going to be talking about this Catherine Herridge, CBS News, seizure of her computers, of her notes, of her information. Catherine Herridge, you well know, um, is, as I've said, one of the few remaining legacy media representatives who's worth a crap. She's solid. And she was on... This laptop story from the beginning, and she also had whistleblowers and other sources that she was being called to testify about that she was refusing to divulge. I find it so odd that CBS would sack her and then the standard operating procedure of sending in a courteous fashion all of the person's belongings to them decided not to do that. Breaking with a major tradition and journalists all over the world are paying attention to that. We want to go back, though, to December of last year. And this is around the time of Hunter's indictment. And Catherine Herridge was on CBS News talking about this indictment, telling the truth. And it is from this, I believe, dogged reporting of hers that made her public enemy at least number one of the day to the machine. Listen to Catherine Herridge from December of 2023. Now, you mentioned there could be more charges. What makes you think that? It's just my reading of, of the document in, in the first page. I think the language is uh, that they describe him as a lobbyist 
lobbyists have to register under mm. what's called FARA, the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which is a government way of saying that if you're working on behalf of foreign interests, you have to tell the U.S. government. In this case, the indictment spends a lot of time talking about Hunter Biden's business deals with the Ukraine energy firm Burisma. It also talks about his work with a Chinese energy firm, CEFC, and it also talks about his work with Romania. And that, to me, seems to leave the door open to potential fear of violations. I also would add that there has been some reporting subpoenas have been issued for his uh, his business partner, the president's uh, brother, James Biden. And that would go to the idea of a fair, you know, working together, yeah. lobbying on behalf of foreign interests. Now, we say all of that, but their position has been that they he he accepts responsibility for this this period in his life, but they've in no way admitted that they have been lobbying on behalf of those entities. It's a very cut and dry thing. If you're going to represent the interests of foreign governments and you're here in the United States, there are rules and procedures that you have to follow. You have to register in that regard. And though all of these investigations, these sit downs, these communications with Hunter and Jim and all the others these guys have never admitted what they were doing. Oh, we were consulting. So that is the voice of Catherine Harris. She's been fired. Her computers have been seized. We're going to talk about that in hour number two. But I want to jump right, still in hour number two. We're also going to talk about this confidential source that the FBI has used since 2010, and we spoke about him on this program, his name is Alexander Smirnov. And he was the guy who told the FBI in that Form 1023, I have evidence. I've spoken with the CEO of Burisma. He tells me he has 17 recordings of the bribe that he paid $10 million to Joe and Hunter Biden. 15 of those voice recordings are of Hunter. Two are of Joe Biden. This confidential source, who's been on the FBI payroll for the last 15 years, was just re-arrested by the Department of Justice. They want you to believe that he is lying, and they've painted that story. This is chilling. If they can go after whistleblowers truth tellers known commodities in the intelligence world who have given good solid information for more than a decade if they can go after and arrest these voices because they dare to tell the truth the same way they went after Catherine Harridge's computer equipment because she told the truth Let's dig into the ramifications here. And the FCC does something while you're sleeping that you got to know about. It's crazy. Next, hour two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program.